I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM at 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we got a lot of ground to cover today in the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we try to help you slow things down, divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense on a Thursday. A couple of programming notes as we move through the hour today. Uh, Governor Gary Herbert is going to join us for our final segment coming up at 11.50, so you want to make sure you are in tune and ready to roll for that. Also, Jay Evenson is going to join us uh, talking about college athletics and much of the uh, debate over whether they uh, athletes should be paid or not uh, has an interesting ring from almost 100 years ago. Uh, So stay with us. That's coming up at 11.20 today. And uh, we'll mix in a a host of other things that are going on here in the state of Utah and around the country. And as always, we invite you to be part of that elevated conversation. You can do that by chiming in on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. Again, 57500, Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line. And uh, let us know what you're thinking, what you're seeing, what we all should be thinking about uh, a little bit differently uh, on a Thursday. Well, of course, the uh, the big uh, test going on back in Washington uh, has to do with a, a two-part problem. Uh, one is the coronavirus stimulus package that uh, continues to languish behind closed doors. Of course, it's behind closed doors. That's where it always is, uh, because then nobody's accountable for it. Uh, and that's very uh, disheartening. And while there were glimmers of hope yesterday that they would be able to get that done and get a, a vote uh, in the House and the Senate and to the president's desk uh, before today, or excuse me, before Friday, uh, that just is not going to happen. And so then you compound that with the second problem, uh, which has to do with funding the government. Just a small little thing you have to do. And it appears that uh, we are headed towards uh, no real resolution there either. And uh, so my guess is we'll see some little combination coming out from behind closed doors. Uh, but first, uh, let's let's just take a look at uh, Senator Mitch McConnell, uh, who reiterated today from the floor of the United States Senate that no members should be going anywhere. We're going to stay right here, right here until we're finished, even if that means working through the weekend, which is highly likely. So that that's an important signal. Uh, had he uh, not signaled that, it would be most likely they would have done a really quick uh, continuing resolution and voted on that, and everyone would have left for the holiday. So the fact that uh, the majority leader in the United States Senate, Mitch McConnell, is telling members, don't go anywhere, uh, we're going to work this, even if we have to work it through the weekend, and uh, that's, that's a good sign for the American people as it relates to the coronavirus uh, stimulus spending. Uh, Chuck Schumer uh, also weighed in today from the floor of the Senate, uh, also hopeful that something could get done. We are putting the final touches 
on what would be the largest stimulus in the history of the country, with the exception of the CARES Act. So, uh, both positive. Uh, it's going to take some time to be sure. But remember that the problem is, is all of this can unravel so easily. Why? Because it's all taking place behind closed doors and not in the place where it should be done, which is in front of the American people. Uh, these bills should be on the floor of the House. They should be on the floor of the Senate. And we should be having real debate, real compromise, real amendments offered and voted on. Uh, that's the way it's outlined. And that's what we've got to get back to in this country. If we ever want to have citizens have real confidence in the process and the institutions, uh, we've got to have more transparency in the process. As I mentioned, the other challenge today is that we are just a little over 24 hours away from another government shutdown. And so the government, <clears throat> excuse me, the government does have to be funded. Uh, the uh, majority leader and uh, many of uh, the sources I've spoken with back in Washington, D.C., say that what is most likely to happen is that there will be, they're hoping for a very tiny, tiny continuing resolution, like in a number of days. In other words, I think what they want to do is say, okay, we will fund the government for an additional two days so they can get through Saturday, Sunday, maybe even into Monday, give themselves till midnight Monday, uh, Monday evening uh, to see if they can get that done. And uh, I've seen these things before. This is how you wear the members down. The the members of Congress get tired. They get anxious. They're uh, they're all ready to head home for the holidays. Uh, and that's when things, uh, a few compromises start to happen. Uh, we, we had James Walner on uh, from R Street Consulting yesterday, and uh, we were joking that, you know, the greatest lubricant to getting a bill passed in Washington, D.C. is jet fumes. And it is the fumes of those planes at Reagan International Airport. Uh, all the members of Congress can smell those from the Capitol building. And they are ready to leave town. They want to get home. And that uh, those jet fumes on a Thursday or a Friday afternoon um, are just an amazing elixir. Suddenly people are willing to give up on a few things or to compromise on a few things. Uh, let some things go through. And uh, usually that's... Never a good thing for the country, by the way. Uh, usually that's when uh, a lot of bad spending happens. A lot of b bad bills get passed. Uh, things that ultimately, uh, being detrimental to the country, end up taking place. So so here's the here's a prediction rolling into the weekend. Uh, it appears, and, and from what I'm hearing, uh, they're going to bundle all this together, as we predicted three weeks ago. Uh, that they're going to bundle this all together into a 1.4-ish trillion dollar package uh, that will both provide some of that uh, relief uh, for coronavirus, some targeted relief, uh, some checks included in there, some small business uh, targeted spending as well, uh, and then they will fund the government as well. And the, the big question for me is whether they will fund the government merely to January 22nd uh, until the new administration is in and the new Congress, the new Congress will be sworn in, of course, on the 5th of January. Uh, so when you have a new Congress and you've got a new administration sworn in, then they could deal with it. Or there's another scenario playing out uh, where they would actually uh, fund the government all the way until September, till the end of the fiscal year, and try to take some relief uh, off of the new administration 
and uh, give the new administration a chance to kind of swing at their own priorities as opposed to being faced with a uh, an immediate government shutdown. Not a great way to launch uh, your administration. And so we'll keep our eyes on all of that. Uh, you can stay tuned throughout the day today here on KSL News Radio for uh, late breaking news. Uh, anything that happens from behind those closed doors when people emerge, uh, we'll find out what happens. Uh, my guess is for today, for today, we're going to see a lot of shoulder shrugs. We'll see a lot of, uh, I think we're getting close. Yeah, we got a few more, uh, a few more details to hammer out. We're not quite there. Uh, and then watch for it tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, either late today or tomorrow, uh, they'll vote on a very small continuing resolution. So they'll keep funding the government at least through the weekend. Uh, and then they'll see if they can't knock out the bigger issues from there. Uh, none of that, of course, is uh, is the way it's supposed to be done. But if they can get it done and round out the year that way, we'll chalk it up uh, as as the minor, most minor of victories uh, for 2020. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend and colleague, Jay Evenson. Uh, we're going to talk college athletic, the payment of players what should they get, and why is this a nearly 100-year-old argument? Find out next. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.